When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, which was super duper fun to record, um, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about something that's been on my mind. Um, 10 days ago, February 6th, there was a massive earthquake in Turkey and Syria. The devastation every single day has been getting worse. The death toll is over 40,000 and with massive amounts of displacement. Um, I just wanted to bring this up because I know that this episode is going to get a lot of listens because of my guests. So I figured it would be a good way to just raise awareness of where you can donate to. I've added a couple of links to the description of this episode. Episode. If you feel so inclined, please do donate to that. Um, and also locally, if you want to Google Turkish or Syrian organizations locally, Muslim organizations that are collecting clothing, especially warm clothing, winter clothing, children's clothing, children's supplies, women's supplies, um, things like that. A lot of local organizations are doing that too. So if you feel so inclined, please check those out. Check out the links in my um, description. Enjoy the rest of the episode and thank you for listening. reality is as always it's newer and today we're gonna talk about all the crap we love to talk about on Neil Brobs with my pod daddies Ben Mandelker and Ronnie Garam for Watch What Crap Is. Hi. Hi Nor. How you doing Nori? Good to see you. Oh my god I'm just I'm just so excited to talk to you guys. Uh, originally we were gonna talk about Family Karma but then the Super Bowl was on and so they didn't show us any of that which is bullshit. Sorry. Really? I was really hoping people were going to talk about marriage and babies some more. I haven't I haven't heard enough talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Like family karma. I'm like, you guys, do you have hobbies? Okay. Is this all you do on this show? But, but don't you think like if it was just the aunties talking about marriage and babies, it would be more fun than like these kids yes. talking about it? Yeah. 100%. Right? Yeah. Um, I think there's like, there's something about this sort of uh, like... What's what's the word for they're sort of still like still sort of act like kids, like teenagers. That's yeah. like a little sad to me. But the aunties are great. <laughs> the aunties are my favorite. Given that and Bravo Molly. yeah, given that Bravo always showcases people who act way more immature than their age, you know, this there's something kind of like weird and is it regressive? Is that the word? Yeah, I mean, culturally, like somebody asked us recently, I don't know what it was, but I think they asked, oh, it was uh, Brian like moving into his apartment, right? And like, he doesn't have any of his furniture. So he's just like taking shit from his mom. And they were like, when does that stop? And I was like, mm, culturally, like it never really stops. Like, but I don't think that that's like, I don't think that's like a you thing. I think that's a you thing. Because I would, st- I still do it. I will still go to my mother's <laughs> house and steal towels. By the way, I have better towels than my mother, and I will still go steal towels from her bathroom because it's like, I don't know, it feels like my right, and it feels comforting to have my mom's towels. It's like this towel is mom approved. <laughs> I think for yeah. me, it's culturally because it's getting a little of my culture, which is like the other side of my family, which is the half, you know, <clears throat> which is the white super Christiany side, like the super religious side, and um. Yeah. Watching um, what's his buns, Christopher, go through all Nicholas. of that. Nicholas, sorry, I know mm-hmm. it's like a three <laughs> three syllable white guy name. Uh, going through all that stuff, I think maybe is more triggering for me because he's like, "Well, my parents don't accept me. We have to make my parents happy." I'm like, "Fuck your parents!" I'm just like sitting here, my veins are popping out of my head, like screw them, you know. So I think that I'm getting triggered in that way from that one. And it's funny because you know, it's like the sweetest show on Bravo, and I'm like furious. That's really interesting because I think that I'm triggered by the all the South Asian parents all the time because I have a pair. <laughs> and so, like, even Nicholas, like, in that Nicholas Umrit situation, like, Umrit's parents are are being so nice. But I'm like, yeah, but they're nice, but they're, like, 
it's a conditional like like i just yeah. read it so differently than them because it's like they're being really nice but they're also like reminding him constantly like fine we'll just not pay for your wedding that's mm-hmm. fine that's okay we just you know right they're, and, like, they're, the they're end, forcing their way on it but doing it in a nice way and you have to remember the first season too when it's like our hearts were broken by your gayness <laughs> which is uh at this when when way a normal thing you know and i think most of us go through that with our parents i did but um it's also that always sticks with you like well f you then you know like that's always the the teenager part of me that still gets pissy about stuff like that so they're acting like all nice but then you're still insisting on your way and your last name and all of this stuff so it feels like a very uh i feel very offensive whenever i get upset watching it but i'm glad i'm not the only one (laughs) (laughs) no 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 that that show we were arthi and i both when we were talking about it with each other she was like it makes sense that nicholas is like i'm tired of these indians like they're it's too much and i'm like yeah it's too much for me well that scene when they're talking with the priestess at lunch and and the mom is like you know well we asked our what I forget the, the the term for basically like the priest, but yeah, the, but, like the pundit, but, yeah, pundit, yeah. She's like, well, we asked our pundit, and he's very traditional. And he said no, and she just like smiles, <laughs> and then just leaves it there, like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, this weird passive-aggressive moment. Yeah, and then when they go to the doctor to um, test her sperm or whatever, first of all, lol, because I know that the doctor would be the same with my sperm. It's like, well, out of the normal five million you're supposed to have, you have one and he has a cane and a top hat. <laughs> and he's barely doing a shuffle off to Buffalo. Like both of them had hardly any sperm. Yeah. And then when they find out the price of the baby, it's just so funny. I don't know why it makes me laugh, but Nicholas just being like, Oh my God, $150,000. Just another part of being gay. I was like, excuse you. <laughs> Babies are expensive for everybody. And what gay doesn't Google the cost of a baby anyway? How did you not know that? You know what I mean? I could, that was like one of the first things I Googled ever. It was like the computer came out. I Googled penis and how much do babies cost? I laughed when they when they had like literally nine sperm per like whatever. When they're supposed to be like 50 million or something. And uh, they're like, you have nine sperm in your semen. And the doctor's like, uh, do you take any supplements? And they're like, um uh, i'm like classic this is classic gay culture you load yourself up with so many supplements to get the perfect gay body especially for a wedding like they probably have everything corset like everything in gene season and they're like uh, maybe we've taken a few supplements yeah, girl they got ozempic they got ghp they got fucking uh hair shit that you drop onto your hair and they've got everything going I mean, on the there. fact that both of them have nine sperm left i was like like okay, you guys have to. I was wondering, is it really worth it to to have a, to look great in your wedding photos? Do you want to look back at your wedding photos and say, "Oh, I w- that was the best I looked, and now look at me now"? Or do you want to have like shitty wedding photos and be like, "Yeah, I'm better I'm now." Hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really, really good point. And also, like, nobody actually looks at their wedding photos. Like, I've been married for almost twelve years, and I'm like, I don't really look at that. I looked at it for like the first six months, and then I was like, okay. Well, you know when people look at the wedding photos when they get divorced. It's like that moment where you're just like crying (laughs) at your divorce and you're looking through all your old pictures and you're like, I'm never going to be that thin again. And it's because you starved yourself, you know? It's just I think that Ben's onto something. I think you take an (laughs) ugly-ass, fat wedding photo be happy. I get a lot of like Adam and Reza energy with Amrit and Nicholas. Mm -hmm. I get that too. Yeah, I was thinking thinking that too. Because Nicholas does – yeah, well, like yes, they're like slightly better people. Just like, well, they're slightly, I guess they're quite but better. Give them people. a couple of seasons because they got pretty. <laughs> they got pretty down and dirty this season for this. Yes, show. exactly. Like Nicholas going up to Brian and being like, "I just think you're a busybody." I was oh. like, "Okay, okay, Adam, relax." That was prime Tim Gay Smackdown. You are a busybody. Whoa, whoa. Like, aren't you the two who brought up the Monica's boyfriend cheating on television yes. in front of everybody, yes. sir? You need to step down. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of husbands, did you see that on page six they revealed Anisha's secret husband? No. Oh, I want to go see right now. <laughs> I had already seen him. How did I had I already seen the guy? Before? I don't know. I posted about it on my Instagram a while ago. 
He's somebody. so cute, and I think he's funny. Doesn't he look like he has a sense of humor? I mean, that sounds like a mean thing to say. No, like, no, yeah, wow, no, you sure mean. look like you have a sense of humor, you know? <laughs> but uh, he does. I think he looks really sweet this and funny. Two hours. Oh, this is two hours ago? Oh. Yeah. He looks Although, like, like... He looks almost a, like... Wait. Is this the picture of him? He's like a doctor? Yeah. He's, he looks like a doctor who doesn't want to be on he's camera. Like an, he's, <laughs> like a, he's like an yeah. Indian Josh Groban. Oh my gosh, he does have a Josh Groban. It's the hair. He has like this like floppy hair. But like, so in November, somebody from like a Finsta sent us specifically in uh, like a link of his information was like, this is Anisha's husband. This is the one she's hiding. I was like, okay. (laughs) It looks like a regular guy. Maybe that's, maybe someone sent it, but I saw it a long time ago and I was like, how's like, I don't think anybody's dying for this picture. No offense. You know what I mean? (laughs) And nobody's like, oh my God, what does Anisha's husband look like? You know, he looks exactly like you think he would look like. <laughs> Doctor Smart, cute, fun, like smiling, like nice. Smile. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that it made it on a page six just made me laugh. I was like, who put that there? Anisha, <laughs> did you put that there? Like, what is this? <laughs> who is putting, you know, family karma rumors on like page six? That just seems <laughs> ridiculous to me of like all the things that could be on there. I love um, it. Yeah, I mean, I love the show. I did. The parents are getting super passive aggressive. There was like a scene at the end of the last episode where um, Amrit's mom was just like, well, maybe I should just love them less. Like what? Maybe, maybe I should just show up at the wedding like a guest. That's what I should do. And I was like, oh, there it is. That's that's it. That's my mom right there. Yeah, I about to say, this is where question. this is where South Asian and Jewish culture, you know, overlap. It's really wonderful. Right? <laughs> yeah. You guys, yeah. it's mom culture. Let's stop separating <laughs> ourselves. It's the moms like, I guess I'll just die then and nobody can come to my funeral. You can oh all God. go have your wedding while I'm laying dead in the ground and nobody <laughs> cares. As a mom, I can confirm that. that that's <laughs> As a mother. As a mother, that's 100% accurate. There's been times when I've like yelled at my kids and I'm like, you know what, guys? One day I'm not going to be here. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're nine and six. What's wrong with me? Imagine this face. Now imagine it blue and dead. <laughs> Jeez, mom. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about New Jersey. But before I talk about Jersey, um, can we talk about the Golden Crappies a little bit? And and because I want people voting for it, mostly because I want them voting in line with the way I think. And I'm (laughs) selfish. Um, You guys have all the categories on your website. Please go on the Watch What Crappies website and check it out. And please scroll down. (laughs) Um, It's essential to scroll. Yeah, I did submit yesterday. I think I submitted a four-year consideration for Jen Shah as the biggest villain because why would it be anybody else? Your pull quotes were um, amazing. That was great. What, great work you did. <laughs> yeah, what about me? Yeah, that's um, really good. What about me? Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that is a confusing category, I think, because people are taking it like a who deserves prison more. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's worded okay because it's like who's the biggest villain, but it doesn't. The biggest villain doesn't mean like who's the biggest criminal. I mean, obviously we can't, we're not a court of law, you know, it's like who's the most fun to watch as a villain or Mm. who's, who's most villainous in the housewivesy way. I mean, it's really hard to, Jen wasn't that big of a villain this year on the show. I don't think, I mean, she was a villain in real life and she lied the whole year on the show. So I guess that counts. Or maybe I'm just used to her shenanigans, but I'm surprised that like Rinna isn't getting more. I mean, yeah. To me, this year, Rinna was the biggest villain online where people were just going crazy and she's fighting with everybody online and telling moms from Indiana to go F their fat selves (laughs) or whatever she was doing. I mean, it was a lot. I'm shocked that she hasn't done better in this. Yeah. And Eric, last year, I think Erica won, if I remember correctly, I think she won biggest villain. And this year, I don't think anyone's talking about her. And Ronnie's right. The, the villain category is always weird because it's, is it like the people that you love to hate? Because I think in the past we've called it best villain or sometimes we've had yeah. like best villain and then we have a category that's just called the worst. And so like, are you voting for the people who are like terrible people? Are you voting for people who are just like always throwing shit up on the show? Are you voting for people that you just love to just like be angry at? And then, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. It's up to interpretation. That's why we just say biggest villain because they just have the most villainy around them, I guess. And however you want to interpret that, 
is how you're going to yeah. interpret it. Also, I think like Bravo viewers, especially like Housewives fans, like we have a lot of recency bias. So it's like whatever was recently on and like the thing that I'm most like, I'm sure people are voting for Robin Dixon, which is ridiculous. Like she's not a villain. She's just like boring. Like it's not. Yeah, Robin was a controversial mom and I can see how she was, but she for Robin, this was a big villainous season. So I guess compared to everyone else, it wasn't villainous. But for Robin, it really was. And then to find out that she knew all this stuff about Juan and then was still coming (laughs) after people with all of these lies to keep the heat off of her and Juan, I think really put her in that villainous category. But you're right. I mean, Lenny might win because he's just the most recent. And that's how it is. We forget. We forget. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys who some of your picks were. So what do you think is – I'm going to pull up the the category. for. Best fight, what what do you have? Because the, the, the options are <laughs> just for Jess. <laughs> Sierra versus Danielle uh, on Nata- at, at Summer House. Contessa holds an intervention for Heavenly, married to medicine. Dorinda and Vicky fight about vaccines. And, like, this is what I mean about recency bias. Like, I forgot how amazing these moments were. Mm-hmm. And, and going through the list, actually, of, like, going through and voting – in this really, really fancy survey monkey that you have set up <laughs> is, is that like, no I just kidding like, that re- that's fancy. Jesus Christ. It's like a college education thing. For that stupid <laughs> thing. No one has come out with free poll software yet. Go figure. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So like, it's just funny to like read the, the different like options and nominations because I have to take a pause every line and just like laugh at how ridiculous it was. Like Dorinda and Vicky fighting about vaccines Erica versus everyone in, in Aspen. Heather Dubrow accuses Noella of giving her daughter porn. Like that was there was like a Cards Against Humanity fight. Like I feel like we've all forgotten how ridiculous that was. Yes, exactly. Like Kathy confronts Rena at the reunion. Sure, Melissa charges at Jennifer. Like I was like, what? When did that happen? And then I remembered that she just kind of like made her way towards Jennifer yeah. in New Jersey on a patio somewhere. Oh, she charged at her to put her... Remember when they were sitting in the semicircle in the Adirondack yeah. chairs outside of uh, Jennifer's Beach House or whatever? Like, they were all in a community theater play. Yes. Just, like, facing out the same way. <laughs> and Bill was at the top somewhere holding no, a drink. No, that was the one that Bill went and hid in the bushes, remember? Oh, yeah. And they just showed Bill coming <laughs> yeah. up from the bushes like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Close, clear. And like, where were you even, Bill? You weren't even standing up for me, baby! Like, mm-hmm. that, was, that was nasty. Mm-hmm. I love them. I love Jennifer Aiden and Bill Aiden in that my journey with them started with I could not stand them. I was like, this is so bad. Like, this is bad for yeah. like turkish culture and then now i'm like i'm fucking obsessed with these weirdos like i love them so it's much bad for turkish culture You're <laughs> yeah like turkey's gone through a lot recently guys like we don't need jennifer eight and no kidding i know no kidding but <laughs> yeah. i think like i think if i think we're all when we're all represented we need to be all represented as terrible human beings yes. because this is reality tv mm-hmm. nobody should be getting away scot-free okay <laughs> no one gets on a pedestal i can't yeah. wait for the first lebanese show that's just gonna be <laughs> raucous okay <laughs> i'm surprised it. we don't have one yet mm-hmm. um okay and then uh, mia throws a drink at wendy Teresa throws a table of drinks at marge and victoria i didn't watch girlfriends in paris but victoria throws wine at yvonne and or ian and dumps fried Yoan, oh, Yoan, uh-huh. i Totally fucked yeah. that up. Dumps fries on his head. Well, that just sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, they were all great fights. I have to say of my of those, I mean, I go back and forth every day. I have a special place in my, my heart, actually, for that French fry fight. French fry <laughs> fight. And it's not just because I really love Real Girlfriends in Paris and think it's like a great underdog. I thought that fight was great because it was like the most exciting thing that happened all season. It was like the show, the whole show was like very chill. It was like, babe, like, let's go and like talk about things. And like, I'm just like trying to get my career going. And then in the middle of this show, this one girl who's trying to do this, her whole vibe is that she's trying to act like she's just like this chill girl's girl. And then she just throws wine in his face. And then she gets up and walks away and finds fries and dumps them on his head. And I just was like, and his face afterwards, he's like, he's shocked, but then he sticks his tongue out and tries to lick the wine. He's like, 
Yeah, <laughs> Z like, was my favorite. Yeah, it just no. cracked me up every single time. Uh, for me, it's the first one. It's that Jizz for Jazz fight Jizz because they're sitting there at a lingerie party. They look ridiculous so like whitney is fighting in a thong and a bra literally and then you've got <laughs> heather and a bustier her boobs are all pushed up they're sitting against this terrible rental house backdrop of like venetian old venetian blinds when one of them gets up and tries to push past the other one it's like push her into the venetian blind i'm just dying <laughs> meanwhile they have like a grilled chicken out on the on the grill outside that they just forgot to get and Whitney's fights are just hilarious to me because she's just such a ding dong. Like all of these <laughs> fights, because all of these fights start with her because she doesn't remember what she's talking about and she can't remember yes. a full sentence. You know, it's like Meredith came over and we had charcuterie, and then we we had jizz, <laughs> and there was jizz everywhere, and then someone fell on. It's like, what are you even talking? What are you, what are you accusing anybody of? You know, Lala would love that fight. Oh Just God, Lala! Yeah. Jesus Christ! I wish there was enough wood at the crappies for her to crawl up there and nail herself to it. I've never heard a bigger martyr. You didn't know. You didn't know. Rand was using a casting couch. You were on the casting couch. She's supposed to a therapist in Arizona, guys. How is she supposed she to went, know? She went to a therapist in Arizona, and all the therapist told her was. That the ex-wife is not ready to end the marriage. And I was like, what? that sounds like... Oh, yeah, like... the therapist told her the ex was crazy. Yeah, sounds like a therapist <laughs> thing to say. Yeah, yeah, In exactly. Arizona. That's so uh, funny. I love that. The um, only place he could find a therapist to lie for him. It's like, yes. let's go to my therapist in Arizona. <laughs> we got in the PJ, the went Cynthia to Arizona. With the, with the ketchup and mustard highlights. <laughs> Like, wait a minute, is that the therapist on that real estate bus bench? <laughs> the hell? All right. So last time you guys were here, we talked about uh, problematic favorites. And I think you guys went with, I think, Ben, yours was Luann. Mm. And Ronnie, yours was LVP. Now, those two ladies have not really graced our televisions over the last year. Like, LVP a little bit to the point where, like, I forgot she was on Vanderpump Rules. When she showed up, I was like, oh, okay, you're here, too. Mm-hmm. Um but this year, in the past year, who are your problematic favorites from the last year of Bravo, like 2022? Hmm. Who's been really problematic lately? I mean, I feel like there's so many to choose from, but I can't think of many. Well, I mean, I think that Vicky had a pretty good uh, comeback <laughs> on Real Girlfriends. I mean, uh, I, on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And she's pretty problematic. So, you know, like she comes to my mind first as as one of my problematic favorites lately. But I feel like there's some others. That I mean, been... I think the most classic is also from that show, and it's Phaedra. I mean, Phaedra made a huge comeback. Everyone loves Phaedra yes. again, and yes. that's really problematic. I mean, I've noticed in Reddit threads and comment threads and tweet threads or whatever, where people are loving on Phaedra, and then you always have the people come in to remind you of the sins. You know, it's like the people that are always going to be wagging their fingers throughout history of anything that was done wrong, even 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not saying it was right. It was wrong, but you know what I mean. There's just yeah. always those people who are like, "Well, do not forget that she lied about this." No, no, no. She said this about Candace. Ronnie, you, you can just no, tell no. me I'm that person. You don't have to talk about me that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can be that person too. Well, listen to me. I hold a grudge. It's like 11 years, and I'm still mad at Brandy for like something she did in her first season. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we're about to get a lot to be say, mad at her about. Brandy, oh, Brandy yeah. could fall into that category too. <laughs> Problematic favorites, except she's not my. I just think she still sucks. But um, yeah, yeah I think uh, anyway, those threads where people are like, Phaedra's so great. And they're like, well, let me remind you what Phaedra did. Now people are not backing down. That used to shut people up where it's like, okay, Phaedra did accuse someone of attempted rape or whatever. Yes. And uh, they would back down. But now they're like, I don't care. Get over it. Everybody else has to get over things. Get over it, Candy. <laughs> Whoa, that's a huge comeback. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Huge... What about you, Nora? Um. Currently, for me, my problematic favorite is probably Lisa Barlow. And mm, that's because that's she's like one. an alien from space. Like, I don't think that she's – I've now categorized Lisa Barlow with like somebody totally not here with us anymore. Like a Luann, <laughs> like a Karen Huger. Yeah. Like, we're all here on Earth, and those ladies are somewhere else. They've, mm-hmm. created, they've created their own beautiful utopia that they're presidents <laughs> of. You're exactly. right. 
with yeah. Wendy's Frosties and Taco Bell. And like that to me seems really fun. I mean, she's not problematic. Like the the I mean, the joke is that everybody on Bravo was problematic. Right. So you could pick any of them. Um, but Lisa Barlow was like my most favorite ridiculous clown human to watch on Bravo this year, just because like even at the reunion, like she would just chime in with like information that necessarily wasn't necessarily wrong but just like she she comes in with such authority she comes in yelling about stuff and you're like why are you like no one else is yelling you know (laughs) but then she gets really mad she's like but why is it okay for you to die it's like what are you yelling about (laughs) um also she's very problematic you know (laughs) she's extremely problematic and a lot of her stuff doesn't make it on the show so it's one of those, like, she's problematic on social because she donated to Ted Cruz. And then yes. he follows some guy who wore Kanye West's, like, White oh, Lives yes, Matter right, shirt. Of course. And yes. so she was friends with that guy. So people keep trying to, I don't know, cancel. I don't want to say that. But call her out for all of this different stuff. And I think compared to what most Bravo people do, I think people are like, meh. I mean, like, if we're going to cancel everybody who likes Ted Cruz, who's going to have a family left? You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially if you're I, from Texas. I think we also yeah. can't overlook well, yeah. Kathy Hilton, by the way. Oh God, yes. I mean, she's a what she's she's a Mar-a-Lago um visitor. And so, yeah. like, you know, you gotta Kathy Hilton's probably one of the most problematic <laughs> champion fa- favorites out there. I never watched the Paris Hilton documentary, but um every, every time I like anytime I say anything like, God, I love Kathy Hilton, I will inevitably get a message that says did you watch the Paris Hilton documentary? That woman's yes. a monster. I'm like, well, yes. yeah, I understand she's probably a monster. But at this point, I've just given myself over to that. 95% of these people are monsters, and I just have to accept that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, speaking of monsters, let's talk about my Garden State Goblins uh, yeah. from New Jersey. This episode is Garden called State fa- Goblins. <laughs> Garden State Garbage Goblins. I love it. Oh, geez. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you are right, Ronnie. I'm spraying soda on myself. I tried to put my finger on top of the soda to get something to wipe my screen, and then I guess it activated the bubbles and I squirted it all over myself. <laughs> Go ahead. We're Greg. all garbage goblins today. <laughs> um, the episode is called Family, Family, Family. So I have to ask you the burning question, which is a question nobody wants to be asked anymore, but I have to ask it, is what the fuck is going on with Joe and Teresa and do you care? Well, oh, what's going on? I, I, oddly enough, I do care and I don't know why because I spent so many time. I spent a lot of time over the course of the of Watcher Crap and saying how I didn't care about their family anymore, but now I care about it again. But... um. Basically, Louis is kind of crazy and he did crazy stuff on the internet. And then mm-hmm. everyone was kind of like, what the fuck? And then when Melissa and Joe didn't shut it down, then Teresa is like mad at Joe and Teresa is being a total aggressor. Melissa's a piece of work and Melissa's fake, but Teresa is still <laughs> a big monster. And um, and now Joe, I don't know. I Melissa, Teresa... Teresa's being a dick to her brother, as as far as yeah. I can see. I think Teresa's being a dick to her brother. He's no piece. He's he's not an angel. And Melissa's passive aggressive as fuck. Nuts. But but <laughs> but she's being a dick to his bro- to her brother. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's well, where I stand. We, we disagree on very little, but we definitely disagree on that one. Yes. <laughs> but one thing that I'm happy to report is that finally on this show. I'm sick of the same old stuff. This has been going on so long and the fights are so petty and little. I mean, remember the christening? We talked about the christening yes. a little bit in the bonus this weekend, uh, this week. And um, that was just such an amazing epic. Now that's a good family fight. Yeah. But how many, 10 years, whatever, down the line, it's just not cute anymore. But what I'm happy to report is their casting this season was great. They cast yes. three new people who are extremely strong. And these... Older housewives, I don't mean older in age, I just mean more seasoned housewives are having trouble because they're trying to come in with the same bullshit and it's just not working. In this most recent episode, you have Melissa and Teresa coming in at the end with their screaming at each other about the wedding party. (laughs) No one cared because you already had the fight before involving the newer people and Jennifer and Dolores. And it's nice to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's nice to see someone being able to pick up the slack. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be like Jennifer Fesler. I would be like, are you going to finish your sandwich? I'm going to finish this. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this hot mozzarella that's been like sitting in the sun. Yeah. Um, And Danielle just like, my husband is in the Johannes. He's in the Johannes. (laughs) Children are perfect. Uh, I like can't tell if I love Danielle because she's just like great television or if I love her because I know her because maybe her kids go to the same camp as my kids. Like she just seems like a person that I've met a million times in my life. But I think that to me also says like she's perfect for New Jersey because that is such a New Jersey person. Yeah, really. And Staten Island too. Yeah, there's something about her that also kind of reminds me of Dorinda. I feel like maybe it's the way she talks a little bit or the way she looks, <laughs> like a Jersey Dorinda, like a younger Jersey <laughs> Dorinda before like bit old, like bitterness of life experience started to creep in a little bit, you know? Yeah. What if she was one day? She was like, what if one day your son died? Then we'd be like, oh, wow, it is Dorinda. <laughs> um, and then this Danielle, uh, not Danielle, Rachel chick. I would love her who who comes in just like the young trophy wife of this guy, but no one understands like why he gets a trophy wife. Cause yes. really all she said is like, yeah, I was his bartender and he had a pizzeria. And I was like, <laughs> no one cares about your pizzeria, bro. And then like married this kind of odd older dude, like failed actor dude with a, an ex pizzeria owner. And it's like, you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, but. I like it. I like her like spunkiness telling the old ladies, trying to guess my age, move on, sister. (laughs) Yeah, her husband has a very interesting facial hair choice. Like, it's very obvious that he has like, he has this really intense beard to make a jawline, but it's like, it's not working, baby. It's really bad. Well, we were saying last week how it's like, um, I can say this as a Middle Eastern male. It's like when you have to shave a face out to see through. You know what I mean? Like you just, you've got to shave all of this part. And then it's got like a perfect line where his uh, beard starts, but you know the hair just covers the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so he's, he can kind of look however he wants to because he's just shaving whatever shape he needs to in there to survive that day. Yeah, he also had something which I felt like goes so New Jersey is the back of his neck. You could see a tan line and it was like a tan line of a gold chain that was probably on his neck. <laughs> when he was walking on the shore. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was so good. Um, To go back, unfortunately, to the Joe and Teresa thing, I'm glad you mentioned the christening because I feel like if you go back to the christening, you realize that the issue was never really between Joe and Teresa as in Gorga and Teresa, it was between the Joes. It was like Joe Judice and Joe Gorga. And unfortunately, because misogyny is what it is, Teresa, rather than being mad at her brother sometimes, will take it out on Melissa, yes. which gives Joe Gorga more ammo to be aggressive to his sister because he's like, oh, you can't talk to my wife that way. Yeah, But it's like the issue has always been between the – I think Joe Gorga has like – a lot of childhood trauma. I like psychoanalyze. I agree with so all. I agree a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. But and Teresa, she has chosen guys with shady past, like really shady yes. past that makes people go like, "Huh?" And then when people question, she gets yes. mad. She probably gets mad because she probably sees the shadiness, right? And this is like it's probably too much for her to reconcile. And so she's like, don't get, don't, don't say those things about my man. And then like, <laughs> you know, then she lashes out and, you know, and like, look at all, look at all the, the damage that's been done because that she's hanging on the idea that like Melissa did not, Melissa did not um, shut up Margaret. This is all because yeah. of that, according to Teresa yeah. and like the destruction is terrible. Yes. Yes. Like if you if you think about it, I think and God rest his boiling octopus at seven AM soul. But their father really fucked God his kids. God bless up. his throwing yeah. a stew at your head soul. <laughs> throwing yeah, bread their dad, at your kids. Yeah, as throwing much, bread throwing <laughs> bread at your kid's head. As much as they I'm say sorry. like my father, he would be disgraced looking down. My heart breaks to, for them to see see us acting this way. I'm like, they're the ones who pitted you guys against each other. I hate to tell you. <laughs> Yes. No kid. First well, again, back to the christening. Don't you yes. remember No No at the christening? Oh my yes. God. I don't even know you. Yeah, you're my like, son. I'm <laughs> Screaming and the crazy, like, abusive way that they were just all interacting at that christening. Do you think that Teresa has, like, also um, a kind of a fucked up relationship with men in the sense yes. that when Joe Judice was not in the picture, she was making more of an effort to 
pretend to be friends with Melissa and that they were, were a happy family and she's better now. But like, as soon as a guy comes in the picture, she did go more crazy again. And is it well, that like, she like, she needs to have a dominant man in her life or something? Well, What's I your think psychoanalysis that that, say? Yeah. My psychoanalysis is this. I think that it definitely does have to do with like dad stuff. Cause you do end up wanting to be with somebody who's like your father, but like, I think the validation from their dad was really important. So you have this like young girl and I think Joe Gorga, I don't know how much younger he is than Teresa, but like imagine that, you know, his older sister is with this guy, Joe Judice, who's like schmoozing the dad and the mom and like, look how much money he has, look how successful he is. And the parents are like, I could totally see their dad telling Joe Gorga like, oh, you should be more like your brother-in-law. Look how successful he is, right? Which like really fucks you up and like gives you a complex and then years down the line, the father is giving even more and more attention to the son-in-law instead of the son and making comparisons. And then that son-in-law goes to jail. And the father probably never turned around and said, you know what? You're actually a good son. Yeah. That guy was a piece of shit. He probably never apologized. And yep. so then you have hmm. Joe Gorga coming on camera constantly wanting to talk shit about Judice. And still, Teresa's like, I don't want you to talk about him like that. And that's triggering for him because he's like, why can't I talk about this man who's obviously fucked up a lot of people I care about's lives, right? But again, the issue is between Joe and Joe. It's not actually between Joe and Teresa, but Teresa will just push her anger towards Melissa or like Joe will push his anger towards Teresa instead of actually dealing with the issue, which is that their dad probably screwed them up significantly and put them in the position that they're in. Which well, is we great can always go, great I think we can always go back and blame our parents. And that's of one course. of the, I think that that's always fair. <laughs> I think it's always valid. And I think it's always true because yes. our parents are passing on their fucked up things to us. But in their defense, their parents passed on their fucked up things yes. to them. And then their parents did it to them. And before you know it, you're like on 23 and me trying to find who to blame. So I think like in the more immediate, I try and just blame who's still alive yes. and who I can possibly sue later, you know, mm -hmm, for damages. Mm -hmm. And I yes. think in this case, it is Joe and Teresa. I think they grew yeah. especially hearing this year more how they grew up, just mm -hmm. two really poor kids. It sounds like, I mean, it really sounds like they slept on tires the way that Teresa is telling the story. Children's of Shoemaker. And <laughs> right. Like the, they were locked away, like to keep them safe in Patterson. You know, they were locked away in an attic somewhere. And you know what happens in attics on TV with TV people? There's flowers. And I think there's probably some some kind of bonding there. And maybe even if it wasn't boning, I'm not accusing them of boning or anything necessarily, probably. But there's probably someone too, too much closeness that once other people came into their lives, they were both incredibly jealous and raped. They can't deal yeah, with it. They cannot. And both I of them totally are telling agree. them, you respect my spouse. You respect my spouse. And that's how they're fighting it out because they can't just say, like, I love you. I want to go to the movie with just you and not our spouses because then nice. they just seem like creeps. They also just are incapable of just, like tolerating each other's spouses for a prolonged mm -hmm. amount of time you know mm -hmm. it's like what ronnie said because um you know Teresa obviously can't stand melissa and yeah. and joe can't stand louie but like they can't no one is capable of just biting their tongue and taking the higher road it's always it's always coming out you know so for as much as i do think that Teresa is being a bigger dick to joe joe is when when if you give him some ammunition, he goes for it. So yeah. like, oh, my wife isn't in your wedding. It's like, who cares? Nobody you know? cares. Who cares? But he makes, <laughs> he's made it a whole thing. He's made it a yes. whole thing. My wife isn't, you're disrespecting my family. And now it's a whole thing. And Melissa gets dragged. I mean, Melissa does her own. I'm not talking about Melissa right now for the next two, two seconds. I think the reason why I still come down harder on Teresa though is because Given that both sides, it's both sideism, guys, but given mm -hmm. that both sides make like definitely have their attacks and they, um, they like there's jealousies, you could point fingers both ways. But Teresa is the one who preaches really loudly about family, family, family. And it's true. <laughs> she's always like, what about loyalty? And she's, she expects all of that all the time. 
and she literally never shows it the other way. And it's that and, is so Jersey though. They're all yes, like that. I mean, think about it. Like Kathy Wakili, come on with family. Rosie, with family. Fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, Caroline Mantha, with family. Let me tell you, my family sticks to these. None of them fucking talk to each other. You got Caroline Mantha <laughs> yeah, writing a writing a character witness letter yes. for the brother, the brother-in-law who beat the shit out of her, who hired people to beat the yes. shit out of her. Yes. I mean, she's a horrible sister, a horrible human being. That woman, okay? They're all horrible to each other, but it's Jersey, so they just say family a lot to excuse it. It's like it's all family. <laughs> well, family yeah, family is the great reality TV band aid when people are sick and tired of fighting and they know they're not going to get resolution, they just suddenly say, you know what? Because I'm going to do the Reza voice because Reza is the one who does the most. At the end of the day, we are all family. Like, we may fight, but that's just because we love each other because we are family and I would not trade any one of you for anyone else. I'm like, that's nice. But like, that just means you're just, you're, you need a nap. <laughs> like that's when yeah. they say that, they're like, we need a nap. Too much fighting. I can't feel right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Yeah, they and and that's that's also what like is makes this so entertaining because they're always going to be stuck together, and so I feel like if I feel like also Joe Gorga like needs to show obviously because I don't think he has anything going, else going on. But well, I hello, think also comedy career. Hello, <laughs> hello. So need some dick jokes yeah. in your life. Okay. <laughs> he's he's a uh, what is he? Uh, what do you call those people? Like um. He's not a life coach. He does like the other things. He was doing motivational, motivational speaker. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So only $30,000. You can come have up some private time with me at the Marriott. All right. Addison. My brother once saw Joe Gorga at the gym. And he uh, said the first I know. He, <laughs> like, go on. First thing, uh, <laughs> he, the first thing he noticed was how beautiful his eyes are. They are pretty. They are beautiful. beautiful eyes, and yeah. they have their no-no eyes. And you yes. can start to see them now as <laughs> no, age no is creeping up. <laughs> I noticed it when he was really pissed off this week. He's, you know, he's doing this thing, and it's, it's just furious. And I was paused because I was taking notes, and it was like it's, he just had this hideous, angry, bloated face, and just <laughs> those beautiful eyes shining through. You know, like no, no. Yeah. When he gets angry, those beautiful yeah. light eyes. Yeah. Like Gia has those eyes. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and Gia will oh, burn God. a house down. I'm going to guarantee you one day Gia is going to get screwed over by a guy and just burn the whole house down. She's I'm... working as an immigration lawyer or something right what? now. <laughs> no. Have you noticed, yeah, by the way, that Gabriella. Can use matches. Anybody, any profession can use a match. <laughs> Have you noticed that Gabriella is starting to look like Lisa Barlow, by the way? <laughs> Not to think about look, that, look but for I can it. see it. You will see it. I'm going to look for it. Um, Joe Gorga says in this that he was at an award show and he's like, my parents are looking down, two kids in Patterson, and they can't even take a picture together. I was like, if you want to take a picture with your sister, I think you could just get up and take a picture with you, your sister. Exactly. You literally <laughs> can just take a photo and say, hey, let's put this shit to the side and enjoy this moment for mom and dad, you know? Yeah. Can't yeah. even get on the red carpet together. But then she would yeah. say, I did put it. I put it aside. You're the one who has it. I don't have it. You're the one who's like, you know what? You know what? And then they fight again. Well, I yeah. thought it was interesting in that, that particular scene because Teresa, when Teresa was asked about it, she's like, it was good. Mm -hmm. Melissa and I actually mm -hmm. got along really well. It was kind of fun. Like, my brother's still pissed off at me, but, you know, I don't know what to do. And then um, Melissa's like, she was miserable to us on that whole trip. I mean, yeah. I just don't trust <laughs> Melissa. I'm sorry. No. Like, I know Teresa's a nightmare, but Melissa's terrible, too. And Melissa has just learned to fake it over the years to become this person that she thinks is a good person. Like, she, she's read from comments what people think is a good person. Yes. I will never forget her first season true. with that mm -hmm. fake ass mansion and the fake ass marble when they brought the realtor in and they <laughs> broke the marble countertop because it was made out of styrofoam or some shit. And then yes. you got Melissa chomping gum like, I'm going to be a music star. And then she got some guy from church to write oh, her gosh. a song about how hard it is to be famous on her first year on the housewife. I will never forget that. Nothing will mm -hmm. ever overpaint that image of Melissa to me. Never. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Ronnie. And you know what else I hate about Melissa? Her sisters. They suck. <laughs> They've never been able to break through. Isn't that sad? No. Mm -mm. Well, no, they're Marta's sisters. They, and they're all named Lisa, right? It's like Lisa and Lisa and Lisa. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, 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 Lisa. Lisa, Lisa. They're like Marge Simpson's sisters. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. I'm smoking, please. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So the other fight we have currently on this episode or on this on the season so far in two episodes in is Dolores versus Jennifer. And I just think it's hilarious because as intense as Jennifer is, is equally how much Dolores like just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dolores is like, okay, I called you a cut, cunt. So what? All right, move on. Yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? But I feel kind of bad for people who don't quite like get Dolores in the sense of like yeah. fans who who watch the show and think that Dolores is born who say like after six seasons Dolores does nothing I'm like that's what makes Dolores so good is that she's such <laughs> yes. a lo- like a slow simmer she's just like her storylines generally revolve around like she's gonna get a table like the whole season is like the table <laughs> out of the table that's like the table's coming in got the table and then that's her whole arc but like that's along it. the way like the you just never know when she'll give that like that look that's like don't fuck with me you know like that 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 like scary side comes out and so it's thrilling when it does i just love she'll her. kill you i mean she's an ex-prison guard for christ's yeah. sake you I mean mm-hmm. that woman's not messing also her uh, i think her running storyline really is the theme of the show and that's like the loyalty family i rode with that girl here so i'm gonna <laughs> stick up for her and no matter what happens at the end of the night i'm riding home with that same person that's yes. the rules. And <laughs> yeah. that's her storyline every year. It's like she's going to stick up for Teresa, stick up for Teresa, stick up for Teresa until Teresa doesn't give her loyalty back. And then it's like, you're dead to me, you know? And the same yeah. thing with Jennifer. Even though she knows Jennifer is wrong, of course she does. She doesn't care. She's like, that's my friend. I'm sticking up for her because I've been in her car before. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. No matter what happens. And then Jen just comes and just stabs you in the back every single time. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? it's like Candace Dillard Bassett, like, uh, um, you know, logic there of like, she walked in, I gave her a beverage and now that's <laughs> it. Like we're friends. <laughs> she ate beverage. a duck quesadilla in my home. How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Dolores for all of those reasons. She's just like a, she's just like, I feel like, Dolores always feels like to me like she didn't even really sign up for the show like she just walked in and somebody mic'd her up and she was like all right whatever I guess I'm on the show That's now. That's kind of what it was I mean she was before she was a full-time cast member she was like a friend of or she appeared in the background there was a whole thing where the Manzo sons were trying to set her up with a guy I remember so she just yes. sort of was like around and then it's like hey do you want to be a house of sure I can do that sure. if you need me to do <laughs> it I'll do it what else I got yeah, to do yeah. going on. What, yeah, exactly. what do I have to wear a mic? I, I really don't want to wear a mic. But you have to wear I You know what? It doesn't go with my outfit. I'm not going to yeah. do that. Dolores, just wear the mic, Dolores. She's also like an anchor. Like, I think you brought up a good point of like, she's an anchor and a reminder to everybody else who's like not from this area or doesn't know the culture here of mm-hmm. like, this is the shit they care about. Like her being like, in Italian families, it matters the table where you sit. It's yeah. a big deal. It's a deal. big like, deal. It's a big, big deal. deal. She's authentic. Like she's she. There's something about her that feels like you're getting Dolores. Like she doesn't. You don't feel like she's doing anything for the show. Like reality. She's not a reality star necessarily. She's not doing being fake. And I think we always respond to that. We always respond to people who are just being themselves. And I think she really is herself. And so even though. She's super chill most of the time, even though her storylines are kind of just like these whatever storylines about Frank, you know, or the kids. There's something about her that I find to be like very watchable. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they need her on this show. Also, all of the struggles, like I find it really interesting that there's a person who has gone through so much but not made herself out to be. She doesn't like swim around in victim mentality, which I really mm-hmm. like because I think just in modern times, that's what we do now. It's like we kind yes. of define ourselves by our victimhood and that's how we like divide up into teams. It's like, how are you victimized? Me too. And like, we all get together and just like <laughs> roll around in it, you know, cry about it. Where Dolores is like, all right, here's what happened to me. I married <laughs> the love of my life. He was addicted to steroids and probably (laughs) drugs and definitely vaginas. He got very angry, so angry I would have to hide from him while he broke my couch in half. I'm like, what the hell? Like, she tells these stories. But then she's like, but that's what made me me. And I still let him in to fix a cabinet. You know, I'm like, that's her. It's like she just has like a real struggles and stuff, but she still manages to like work it through with people and not be a victim. And I... I really like that about her. I mean, yeah. that's one tough 
That's one tough broad, as they say in Jersey. Yeah, and you can't have everyone up here, right? You can't have you know, you got Jennifer. Jennifer is a is a literal cartoon character. I agree with you. Like Jennifer's great. Like she's wonderful. She's a terrible, hypocritical person, but she's just so entertaining. She can be really funny. There's something very likable about her, something very cute. Her mannerisms are like from a different era. Like when she was doing that thing the, on the first episode of the season, when she goes, when she said something like, like, do you know what you're talking about? Cause you don't, she like did this thing where she like, yeah. she did like, she like grabbed an invisible pocketbook. She's like, you don't, I gotta go. You know? And I just like these little gestures that she makes that are out of an eighties movie. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but she's so up there. Like you need to have a Dolores to, to balance out a Jennifer. Yeah, agreed. Now, what I don't love about Dolores is Polly. What do you guys think about this guy? I uh, like him. He's big. Yeah. I like Fine. that she does so. so much facial work for him. I mean, that's a man. When you're willing to literally repaint a person every time you post a picture <laughs> of him. Because I don't know who the hell she thinks she's posting on Instagram, but it's not him. The guy yeah. on Instagram, I'm like, boner. Like, who painted yeah. this? You was, know? I'm going to look at her um, Instagram right now. Because like that is a totally different person than what we really saw. Is. Right? Yeah, but I I like him. I think he's got a little of that machismo thing. Like I'm the man, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to take care of you. You don't need a man to do that, cause I'm your man. We don't need no Frank around here. And it's like you're not the kind of misogynist I'm used to. I'm used to like a different accent on my misogynist on this show. It seems out of place. It seems like I don't think you're allowed to come into this neighborhood and act like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got some bad news for you guys because no. the word on the New Jersey streets is that he's not a good guy. Oh, no. No. I was so happy for her. There's like a guy who finally like wanted to actually go out on dates with her, you know, and and to hear that he's not good. I'm scrolling through right now to find some, some photos of him. He has a villain's home. I he will has say a villain's that. Yes. Home. Yes. He has a villain's lair. <laughs> His home was yes, definitely does. not like any other home we've seen in that like it had stainless steel accents and no, Marble no things that said like pasta, you know? Focaccia. Marble Focaccia. floors. I mean, I felt like it was very villainy. Like uh, marble floors. I think a couple marble walls and like paintings, which when yeah. you see that in the Jersey guy's home, like yeah. artwork if and it felt like if you pulled down on one of the guitars, like a secret door would open up and like that's yes. where he hides the bodies or like, mm. um, I'm not saying that that's what he does, by the way. I just want to disclaimer that, that that's not what I'm saying. But what, what do they say he does? Like, why is he bad? They're so, but the, yeah, but the, that man is not yeah, Paul. Yeah, I mean, we don't that person. Guy. Like, yeah, we don't, he's like Chris like, Pratty like, on yeah. that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, the, the rumor is that what I heard is, uh, is that if you think that Louis is a bad guy, that he Paul, what Paul really is, makes Louis look good, makes Louis wow. look like a decent man. Wow. Well, welcome to your new home, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, where you fit Perfect. right in. Yes, you know? exactly. Because um, he's like talking about like, oh, I'm you know Frank doesn't need to be around anymore, all that stuff. I'm like, all I'm hearing actually is Frank shouldn't be on the show anymore because now you have a boyfriend and he doesn't need to be filming. So I felt like. He doesn't actually care about Frank being on TV with her, or he doesn't actually care about Frank being around Dolores. He think he cares more about Frank encroaching on TV time mm. for the sh- the show. But that's just because I have a bias because of the words of the New Jersey streets. Wow, maybe the but they say that, if you will. They say that Frank and Dolores <laughs> don't really live together or anything like that. That he just shows up for filming and stuff for Dolores. So yeah, I don't really know. You know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care yeah. if people really just show up for filming because that's just kind of how it works. And like, there would be no Vanderpump rules anymore if people didn't do that. <laughs> yes. And I think that the, I think that that's turning out great. I mean, we got James Kennedy using Kristen to get on the show. Then we yes. got Raquel kind of using James. I think she's so nice, but kind of using James to get on the show. Now she's the lead of the show. And then yes. we have James who used someone to get on the show, now having someone using him to get on the show. Amazing. And I think she's great. I think she fits in perfect. She showed up for her first diary room session in lingerie. I was like, that's yeah. classic Vanderpump rules. Yeah. It's not nepotism, but it's something like that. It's like right? fuckatism. Like, what, do you call, what do you call it when you're just like fucking... Like nepotism, but bucket. <laughs> like, what you're just fucking? <laughs> fuckatism? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> fuckatism. All right. Danielle has this uh, little cheese party. Um, 
I love Danielle. I think that she seems really fun. That house is just such a New Jersey house. The the fact that she's like her whole job is doing events, mm-hmm. but then she's having them make fresh mozzarella in like the blazing sun in the middle of the day. <laughs> I to know. The point where like these women have to like wipe the sweat between their legs. Like it's just so Jersey. It I didn't see th- it just. I didn't delightful. see the event planning in it. I saw a bunch of aprons that said. <laughs> Making Mott's memories. So, okay. <laughs> so she went sense. to the FedEx store and she got those printed out. Um, oh, I think that's the service. I think what? that's the company that comes and makes mozzarella. Oh. I think that that's, the, that's so a different company. Mem- Mott's memories. But someone pointed out in comments, like, at least make it make sense. Like, making Mott's memories. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> there's no wordplay. There's no, what are you trying to it's say? Just alliteration. Yeah. And also making she Mott's says memories. Mott's. So she's saying making making moots memories. Mutz. What does that mean? <laughs> making moots. Yeah. Moots. Guys, there's just different. It depends on where in New Jersey you're from. I will say it's really hard to do wordplay with mozzarella. I say this as someone who spent about an hour yesterday trying to come up with a mozzarella pun for our <laughs> crappens episode. I was trying everything. I was like, you can stand under my mozzarella, Ella, Ella. And I was like, that'll be too long and weird. <laughs> I like that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Ella, Ella, Ella. Exactly. Very, and very Rihanna also, coming with all the up Rihanna and down. Talk. And it's very <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> Mozzarella, Ella, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> so at this party, we have Del- uh, Jennifer and Marge go head to head. Margaret, uh, I don't like Margaret. So my feelings on this, and I love Jennifer. So, and they're both monsters. But. I was uh, really irritated by Margaret. What did you guys think about this little showdown between Margaret I love Margaret. Margaret. And I think she's hilarious. And I think Margaret, you know, I don't think she's a villain. I think she's just a gossip. Yeah. She's a total gossip. What? She gossips. So, she's a busybody. Yes. She gossips about everything. They all do. But Marge is that person who has no shame about it. She goes mm-hmm. right up. Every time she never even says hello to everybody. She just goes, Oh, hi, how are you doing? I love your outfit. So what's going on with Teresa? What did you hear about <laughs> Teresa? Because here's what I heard about it. Here's what Melissa said. Here's what this person needs to do. And that's what you need to do. And it's disgusting. And I want and by the way, I cheated on my husband. Does anybody want to say anything about that before we get started? Because I won't be called out on that today. Okay, let's move on to the current gossip. Ronnie's it's like she absolutely has no right. problem. Yeah, Ron, Ronnie's totally right. She look, she re- she looks at the social media the way everyone else does, and she's like, Did you guys see this person live? It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Like someone should say something. Something, right so i'm not gonna say anything is this crazy right now i think that's actually she's like very much like one of us um but um you know but but she's somehow being painted as a villain i guess because i guess because she, she brought up the cheating rumors last last season up last year i was not on her side with that i thought she was completely in the wrong and i you know you have to admit when your favorites do bad things. I yes. think she was completely in the wrong doing that to Teresa right at the beginning and keeping it going the entire year. I think that was a huge mistake. And doing it to uh, What's Her Buns, to Jen. I think yeah. that was really wrong. She needed to wait for the right time to say, oh, really? Well, then why does your husband cheat on you? But to just bring it right up at the beginning like that was just bad housewivesery. I think that was her worst move on the show. That said, she did apologize. And I think her apology had tears and Snickers yeah. creamers. Yes. She apologized multiple times. They were going to move on. And Jen is still pulling the same shit by going and looking for people to give her the gossip on Margaret or whoever else. Like, that's terrible. Now yeah, that, Laura with the rumors. Laura. Well, uh, by the way, I want to say Jennifer is also a gossip, but she's not – she doesn't quite own yes. up to it as much. She'll be like, so you know what I heard, mister? I heard that Margaret kills dolphins, but you didn't hear it from me. And I learned about it. I was just curious. That's all. You know, it's like it's <laughs> – yes. she can't quite own up to the fact like I was just being a gossip. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think – well, I think what's bothering me about this Margaret-Jennifer fight in this one is that it wasn't so much that they went – I mean – Let's be honest. They were definitely nosy. But Laura, like if your enemy's ex-best friend tells you, I would like to have a chat with you, you're going to say yes. Like, obviously. Like that's Mm – that's and who would say no to that? So for Margaret to be like, how dare you go and have dinner with or lunch with this girl? I'm like, that's ridiculous, Margaret. You would do the same thing. Also, didn't Teresa also go with Jennifer to meet with Laura? Why is only Jennifer Mm -hmm. getting yelled at? That's true. That's true. I don't really, I think because Margaret wasn't yelling. She was just saying, all right, look, I hear that you went 
I know that you talked to my friend. She goes, yeah, because I was curious. I thought that was so funny because normally that's like a season-long thing where Jennifer yeah. would deny it. And then they would somehow bring Laura to one of the parties. And this time they just brought it up right in front. And Margaret's like, yeah, but Jennifer, you can see that why that would upset me, right? Like, why would you do that? She's like, no, I have every right to. I'm serious, Tommy. <laughs> and well, then, so it became a fight about that, like whether it was right for – because Jennifer is just – Jennifer's doing this thing now where she knows she's in the wrong with literally everything after that reunion. <laughs> so she's coming in and she's doing the victim thing where she's just crying and being the biggest victim of every little, you can't tell me how to be. You don't get me to tell me I'm not depressed or whatever she was yelling about. <laughs> like so ridiculous. Well, also because Margaret's like, she suddenly is talking about mar- marijuana paranoia. I was like, what? <laughs> There was a lot of like parameters about all of a sudden about like what couldn't like couldn't cannot be talked about right then and there. It's like you know what you've got marinoia, mar- marijuana paranoia and she's like marinara you know, paranoia. You got marinara paranoia. You got paranoia about. And then she's like, okay, I'm gonna go tell all the other girls. Don't tell all the other girls. You don't get to tell me, but I can't tell the other girls. It's like okay, everyone's making a lot of boundaries right now. And then all of a sudden, Dolores gets pulled into it. She's like, this is why Dolores hates you. And Dolores is like, what about Dolores? The way oh she stood God. up in well, that Dolores pool. was just Dolores is just ready to yell anyway. So she's like, <laughs> she just chose that moment, which didn't really make a lot of sense. She's like, "What'd you say about Dolores?" <laughs> yeah, she came. She like it was like the Terminator. She rose up and was like, "What? Huh?" Everyone's so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I came from the future, and this is the message. Frank was there. Can't get rid of him. I just imagine <laughs> Dolores being like T what is it, T two? Like where he's yeah. like <laughs> just shape shifting. <laughs> Except she's just like doing Walking that in circles slowly. in her apartment or her house. Oh, for just some reason from- I was thinking about Predator, his other movie. Oh. I can see really any Dolores like, role. <laughs> and it's just like Dolores standing there, like what? I'm here to study you so I can learn how to kill you, but you're all morons, right? <laughs> fucking marin- marinara paranoia. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> it's a fucking chili flakes. It doesn't need to be a horror picture. No. Uh, and I just love that the transition from that to that was like from that fight to them being like, well, let's just talk about Teresa's wedding invitations and like how the seating arrangements. And then that went into a fight with Melissa and Teresa that I feel like even Jennifer and Dolores and Margaret were probably like, oh, thank God we don't have to fight for a little bit. Cause yeah. That's how the again. Potomac ladies are getting, which is cracking me up. They just yes. like take shifts. It's like they're all just clocking in. They all sit down <laughs> yeah. to whatever dinner. They actually are eating and talk, having little slide conversations. And then someone's usually Giselle is like, Karen, aren't you <laughs> upset with Mia right now? And then Karen will be like, oh, yes, Mia. And then, so they start fighting. Everyone else is just kind of eating, watching, talking to each other. And then they finished, and Karen's like, well, what about Sharice and so-and-so? And then they just move the fight over. Like, your turn, <laughs> your turn. Yeah. Yeah. I want I want more of that. And I think that adding these, like, three friends of or three additions, I guess two addition, two new housewives and one friend of is, like, Great doing moves. that exactly. Because then we can mm-hmm. just, like, shift yeah. it to something else. Like, you're at Danielle's house. She doesn't know what's going on. We can't yeah. talk about Teresa and Melissa. Nobody cares. We all have the family members that we just hate. We're never going to yeah. like them. Just move yeah. on already. We can't hear. I can't hear anymore about Jen and Bill. I don't care about that either. Like it's yeah, over. It's that over. affair yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah. Your whole story, your sad depression scrunchie was last season. I don't want to hear <laughs> about it anymore. We need fresh things. And I think yeah. it's very smart because Danielle and Rachel will have a lot of crazy things in their past. I feel like. Yes, I can't wait. I well, feel like, I like Danielle alone, I mean, there's got to be some kind of auto show history there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Something dark. Or a boat show. Anything that is at the Javits Center. <laughs> well, she was um, on True Life. Danielle MT- was? Yeah, she was on MTV's True Life. I'm a Staten Island girl, which is Is so that a one-episode kind of thing, or is it like a whole yes. season where they follow you? That is you so over? funny that they have True Life, I'm a Staten Island girl. Normally, it's like True Life. I juggle for a living or true life. I'm a porn star. It's usually about something that's kind of a little bit more fringe or exotic or like, really, what's that like? But like true life. I live on Staten Island. No, well, so like I looked it up because I was I was talking to Ryan Bailey last week about this. And we were talking about how like there was such a random group of like there were random episodes of true life. Like you had big ones like 
I'm a meth addict. Oh yeah. I have an eating disorder. I'm getting married. And you're like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the Island. difference. I live yeah. in Stat I live on Staten Island. Like that's it. <laughs> was that her thing? Like I live yeah. on Staten Island. Yeah, it was I'm a Staten Island. I love girl. True life. I got I'm the Starbucks app. <laughs> I got the Starbucks app. <laughs> yeah. True life. I'm a podcaster. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well that's why that's why I love her. Cause I think she's also bringing that like early two thousands like MTV Jersey Shore energy that I yeah. think is gonna do really well on the show. She is, and it seems maybe like with her and with Rachel and definitely uh, Jen Fesla, uh, there is like a little forcedness to it. Like yeah. there is like, let's put on a show, but I'm like, I don't mind I like that. It. And I, I like think that show. Right. I like the show. I like the I, show that they're about to put on for us. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that Jersey has really made the transition into the show. It always should have been. I think that when it came around, we were all expecting it to be this show full of cartoony New Jersey people being like, forget about it. Like we thought it was going to be like the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Right with crazy hair and makeup and and interior design, but Bravo instead was like, no, let's make it like The Sopranos. So like yes. the first few seasons was very much about like family, blood is thicker than water. It's like the Manzos, and it was all about like, it was about like pasta and red sauce. And <laughs> now it's like like no, the version of Jersey that's the most entertaining is like the Jersey Shore version, you know, yes. and and Bravo really recognizes that now and the show is just like really just firing on all cylinders yeah yeah it's great well that's it guys thank Aww. you so much for being here this was amazing was so thanks fun for having us Nora. i just this is a this is a delight this is like what the highlight of my week i've been sick like ronnie for a week and oh. i've been coughing and all that stuff <laughs> feel, feel, better. <laughs> feel better you little coughing twins yeah, yeah, but I, know, I didn't have COVID. So, so. Oh, yeah, just a classic nondescript <laughs> cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, usually I ask my guests where uh, to tell everybody where they can find your podcast, but I think everybody knows who you guys are. But please watch whatcrappens.com, everybody. It's where you can go vote for the crappies, get tickets for our live shows coming up this year. All the links are there. Links to our Patreon are there, our personal Instagrams and all that good stuff. Watch what crappens.com. Wink. Yeah, and if you come to the New York show, I'll be there too. So Yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone come. Uh and we'll see you there, Miss Nor. Yes. You, you will, will not I will... ignore you. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> I still have my I still have a bunch of my money that you guys made us for that money. Oh, yeah, I do you remember I put up have on to... my prop shelf up there? You yeah, should you know this will... that you mm-hmm. you and RT brought us a cash gun. And we forgot to shoot it off at the crappies, but we shot it off in Boston. I don't know if you knew that, but we, at our Boston show, we did use it. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad <laughs> was, that you still have the money. I had a lot of fun making those bills. They're so really cool. Stupid. Yeah, really I tried to keep like 10 of them or whatever. I was, it was, so it was cool. cute because I was making it one day. The day that I was making it, my kid came into one of my, my little one. He came into the room and he goes, is that because it has the Crappens logo on it? He was like, "Is that the thing you're always listening to on your phone?" And I was like, "It is. It is the thing I listen to."